Hey folks, Jeremy here. I just want to give out a preliminary apology. Uh, Gary and I recorded this episode earlier this week, and I was not able to edit it until today, uh, which happens to be July 4th of 2022. Apologies for the delay. Uh, we are going to try to get back on schedule. Uh, it's just been a whole lot of weird life stuff lately between me and Gary and our our, our lives and our uh, professions and everything else getting in between. So again, I apologize. Uh, this was all on me, and I hope you really enjoy this episode. And if you don't, I don't know, just don't tell anybody. Just pretend that you really enjoyed it. It would make me feel a lot better. Jeremy Greer. And I'm Gary Butterfield. And this is Days of Future Cast, the podcast where we talk about hope. But we don't actually know that yet, Gary. We don't we don't know what we're dealing with, I don't think. The baby has not been named yet. We just know there is a baby. No. It's been kidnapped. The baby has been drawn in a real goofy way. True. But not named yet. The baby looks like a twenty six year old sitting next to his twenty six year old baby brother in a, in, in, in a bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, cable's techno futuristic baby Bjorn. Uh, that he has and all the the shots of him running around doing action shit with a baby armor mm-hmm. uh strapped to his chest is very funny to me there's a uh, uh, a viral video going around of a woman who was breastfeeding when she notices that one of her chickens is going to is being attacked by like some bird of prey like a hawk or a vulture or something and the video is like from her outside video camera and it shows the bird coming down to attack the the chicken and the woman coming out like baby and you, all, all you see is like her back, but like baby clasped to chest as this woman is like, get out of here, go, go. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like just is, how much could the chicken possibly be worth? Like what is, what is the, what is the reward on winning the fight besides, you know, what is versus losing the fight, which is what I, I think that the vulture would fly away with your baby in this situation. So yeah, it's a, how many babies is this chicken worth? You have to get yeah. this baby, this chicken, and yourself across a river mm. and uh, <laughs> the uh, baby will eat the chicken. You'll eat the baby. Yeah. Chicken will eat you. He nailed it. It's a, uh, yeah, absolutely nailed it. Uh, we are talking about, sorry about the delay, everybody uh, for this, but we are back. We're talking about X-Men issue two Oh five Messiah complex chapter five. Uh, mm-hmm. Got a big cover with uh, Mr. Sinister and lady death strike over a bunch of dead X-Men, you know, classic. This kind of gave uh, me yeah. not all the way, but like the way Deathstrike is drawn, like just her face, gave me uh, Frank Cho vibes, and I was like, "Is this? Wait, is that the dude that I'm thinking of? Who did the new X Men stuff that we like so much? Is that Frank Cho? Why, why, what uh, name? You're the Frank Quietly. Quietly. Thank you. Of. Sorry, um, yeah. but but it is not Frank Quietly. So no, no, no. This is uh, Finch doing all these covers, uh, but the interior art is Chris Piccolo. Uh, this is Mike Carey writing x-men at the time um i remember reading this run and finding it uh decent yeah uh but confusing like when i read this first uh mike carry x-men run 
Um, but yeah, we're going to, there's no, there's no clear identity to any of these issues. Like generally, like they were all checking in on all the plots, mm-hmm. uh, for people just joining us. Um, a baby showed up in Alaska. Uh, the X-Men got there too late to find the purifiers who are religious fundamentalist and the marauders, sinisters, boys, uh, trying to get the baby. Uh, they want the baby. Yes. And where the baby. And part uh, of this part of this plot and figuring out uh, what the baby, who the baby, where the baby is Cyclops sending uh, what was supposed to be one of Jamie Madrox's clones into the future and then have the clone kill itself so that Jamie Madrox in the present would just remember everything. But it messed up because Jamie Madrox is in the future, uh, but um, Lila Miller hitchhiked with him and uh, now the clone and her are doing future stuff while uh, the present day uh, Madrox is just conked out he's in a coma so he's vibing uh always chilling that's what comas are uh we we start off with them in their mutant mutant concentration camp you know this is not a specific x-men future full of mutant concentration camps this is a general one like a new one uh they're spying on it and they're trying to figure out how to get in to check it out Mm-hmm. Uh, here it is we're just touching in on that plot the main thing is in the last issue with the uh, x-men had confronted sinister and the marauders and they're about to uh you know they'd been saber rattling and they're about to actually start the fight yes yeah. sinister's like oh there's only five of you you're outnumbered uh but they do a little trick they have a secret psychic emma uh on their side who was hiding in the astral plane or something like that this is uh, a typical <laughs> um Bacalo art for me where it's like, mm-hmm. oh, we have a special trick, and they turn the page, and I'm like, what's what's the trick? I don't I don't get it. What's, what's, the, what's the trick? What is? <laughs> yeah. You guys are still looking for fighting now. Like, what is what is going on? Like, I guess is it? And eventually, like you you realize, oh, there's like a weird transparent Emma Frost at the bottom, like knocking out Mister Sinister's telepathic powers or whatever. So, okay, I get it. But like, it's just typical problem that I have with with this dude sometimes, where I just don't it's don't yeah. understand what's happening on the page a lot of times. It it doesn't draw your eye to it. So if you look at it, Angel is kicking somebody or Sinister, and and Sinister is shooting a blast. It really draws your attention in the middle of the page, which is not where Emma is. Yeah, and I think you the know, so it's and again, you know, I'm not. It's easy to armchair quarterback this stuff, but like if you're gonna be, if you're gonna set us up with the page turn of you know, hey, we've got a secret, a secret you know weapon, and then you turn the page and it's the guy talking about the secret weapon just doing something cool i'm like I, what's the secret weapon what are you doing you should show me the secret weapon. yeah yeah like the, the the main star of this should have been emma frost right like she should have been the one like having her like grasp sinister's head while everybody else breaks out fighting or something just you know just yeah. anyway doesn't doesn't really matter i would have done it differently yes it always feels like there's a certain uh i started uh taking a serious read at the immortal hulk Mm-hmm. like actually getting through it very good uh and gets better as it goes um very recommended comic and uh it does a really good job uh, um as a, as opposed to this of doing these reveals and playing with the format and such um this does a much worse job at it like this is this is bad readability and you can tell uh you know reading them back to back really underlines it like i like chris bagallo but this is not his best work by any means yeah um we cut back to the mansion at this point in x-men uh there's something called sentinel squad one who are some jabronis who ride sentinels that have to guard the x-men or basically keeping them under house arrest mm-hmm. after m day um so we are uh kind of, they got their own comic weirdly enough they got a mini series and we get to uh check out these guys slayton and lex oh, these uh, lex. cool guys watching 
Uh, that dude wears a porn star watch. You just know he does. Slayton. <laughs> Slayton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. They're basically doing some some small complaining. They're they're trying to, uh, and they're also spying on everything that's happening inside of the X Mansion, which right now is just uh, Scott arguing with Bishop, um, who has been not been helpful because he's been following his own leads uh, because he is you know he's connected to the mutant underworld, which is like seven dudes <laughs> right now. Yeah, at this point, <laughs> yeah, he's been decimated. Nine out of every ten informants are gone. I did a, uh, uh, I did a, a, a no. um, as part of my job, I did a class today where I talked about the thing that I do with my normal job. Uh, but right before it, um, the organization that puts on these classes, like one of the guys who I've known for a, a bunch of, bunch of years stood up and was like, Hey, we need, if we were going to continue to do these training programs, we need people to volunteer to be officers so we can meet up and plan. And so, you know, it's just a couple hours every couple of months. It's no big deal. But if we can't get enough people we're just probably going to have to dissolve it. And like the entire time I'm thinking this is Cyclops in like 50 years, just begging, begging for new <laughs> X-Men teams. Just like, Hey guys, uh, we need a basic, like just five yeah. member crew. And I've got, it's me yeah. and Emma, you know, and, and we've got like a condo now. It's not really a mansion, but there's, there's a Cerebro and we're just looking for three yeah. volunteers. <laughs> there's a, ce- a Cerebro in the utility closet above the washer and dryer. <laughs> Uh, that we use and we're going to lose the copyright on x-men if i don't get at least three more people i, I need at need least five. three more people i need maybe like a strong guy and uh somebody with some projectile like if that's i'm not being picky you can anybody can come anybody um but you know yeah. <laughs> new mutants anybody um the uh basically you know this issue this was a big thing with mike carey is these kind of one page check-ins mm-hmm. i remember when i read his his thing because not a whole lot happens on this page it's just establishing that bishop is there and reminding us that there are sentinels yeah and and explaining the the page that we didn't understand before which was that emma is also connecting from afar to help the uh the sinister team out yeah it's a little bit unclear how that's supposed to be when she goes away it basically makes the x-men lose the fight and it feels like even with emma they're just like hugely outnumbered i don't really know what emma's doing other than blocking sinister uh but they've also got like an exodus and a lady mastermind like other people end up fucking them up when they lose yeah um but generally like this is pretty good action like the x-men are outnumbered mm-hmm. uh and it's a pretty i th- I like the fights in yeah. uh, these issues generally yeah uh and um, we, we and we go right back to that fight um where you know wolverine's calling out like hey we got to get rid of scrambler um because it's, we got to get scramble and vertigo out of here quick because they're they're the most strategic you know, villains with the most strategic powers that could knock like, like Scrambler or Vertigo could take out a Wolverine, which could take out like five of these other dudes that, that are not on the page right now. Right. Yes. Uh, and they, they quote unquote take them out, but it's, you know, they're, they're wrestling. Nobody's getting uh, murdered because it's not a new X-Men comic. So <laughs> them taking them out doesn't really matter. Scrambler's still going to fuck up Wolverine. Yeah. Uh, they want to get Exodus out of there as well. So Nightcrawler teleports him. Um, to a mountain really far away and then teleports back i love it when he does shit like that i think it's a great uh superpower thing weird thing that they use in the mcu pretty well uh just like teleport somebody to a desert yeah you know put them on hold for a little bit are you uh what's um, your what's your covid fear like speaking of the mcu are you are you going to try to do love and thunder next week i think so i went and saw dr strange uh and it was fine mm-hmm. and i've been dodging covid bullets so far i believe 
Um, I got sick over the weekend, took a test and came out negative. So I think I'm all right. Um, yeah. And the Liv wants to see it. She liked Ragnarok. So that's fun. Good, 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 good. I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I will as well. probably try to watch that that first week, probably do my usual, like, you know, earliest viewing on a Tuesday <laughs> and be like, I'm going into a meeting, everybody. <laughs> I will do my best to, uh, to watch Moon Knight and Miss Marvel as well. So when we get done with Messiah Complex, if we decide to do another MCU wrap up, we can. Okay. Uh, we'll have some stuff built up. No rush on Moon Knight. <laughs> um, the the fight's all happening, and uh, Mister Sinister goes to a back room, like a powder room, mm-hmm. and Angel comes to taunt him a little bit. Uh, basically, uh, they have a history, but they're not fighting. I don't know why Angel isn't punching him. Angel's not very useful here. Uh, also in this back room, uh, Wolverine finds Gambit. Who, yes. as we mentioned he had joined the marauders because rogue was there uh we have not i've not read that story in a really long time i do not remember the details yeah um and it doesn't we're not going to expound upon a lot of that stuff i think warren isn't fighting because he's just trying to get sinister to turn over the child and has not realized that sinister does not have the child yet um yeah so but as wolverine confronts gambit we switch back over to saint peter's church where the new x-men are uh about to fight lady Deathstrike and the reavers they were trying to sneak into the um religious sect whose name just jesus christ there's only three groups i'm sorry purifiers purifiers yes they were trying to sneak into the purifier church and uh got caught by lady Deathstrike and all of her reavers so it's time to fight the last issue of new x-men uh hellion got stabbed in the back by the death strike because every issue i think of this crossover that's a new x-men comic somebody dies because mm-hmm. uh, that's those guys' trick um they get into a, a big fight uh and pixie cannot teleport them out she is too stressed uh this is early when she's still kind of developing her powers and her look this is when she has like scary black eyes and like a weird very exaggerated face uh eventually she kind of chills out uh richter has been undercover since he's a human uh, he ends up saving her life and basically talks her into pushing through the distraction and teleporting everyone out. Uh, and this is, this is a thing I rather like, uh, she manages to do it, but she fucks up, yeah. uh, and scatters people like in this huge swath, you know, they teleport in the sky, they're falling, uh, from there, they're being thrown in random directions. Like teleportation should be scary, you know? Uh, and this ends up being a huge deal for both teams. New X-Men fucked it up again. I um I really like this. Um I think I've talked in the past before about like as a as a kid reading comic books, um s- seeing the times where the X-Men would like actually practice with their powers and their powers were changed in really subtle ways was really really intriguing to me. You see a lot with this with like Iceman, right, where he you know he he does the Iceman slide but then he starts realizing like oh wait, I can just pull all of the moisture out of the air and like do some weird shit. Um but like having her fuck this up is really, really, really cool. I love it a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just being under stress because like there's certain kinds of uh, powers that are weird, like wind button, like plot contrivance things, like having a healer and having a teleporter. Like you know, those allow you to let people die and not worry about travel times. And they're kind of too easy mm-hmm. to me. Like having both of those things, uh, spe- specifically a healer. You know, I, I'm not a big fan of that is, you know, the new X-Men trick. Why everyone keeps getting hurt really bad is because they have somebody who can just heal people Yeah, on staff. It's a little different than the Krakoa stuff because the Krakoa stuff is actually reckoning with the X-Men being immortal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it, it's about that. This just makes the plot feel like it doesn't have stakes. Uh, here, unlike this, this botch teleport, yep. which does. 
You know, it's not like um, a perfect heel. Uh, big thing is it knocks Emma out of her reverie. Yes. Uh, she's no longer at the, uh, the attack site. And since she is no longer at the attack site, that means that Sinister has his powers uh, and can use them against the X-Men. Um, so as you just mentioned, like the new X-Men fucking up has caused this team of X-Men to also uh, have problems. Uh, but before that, we see a great fight between Wolverine and Gambit um, where, you know, they're, they're, Wolverine's throwing out like kind of barbs and the typical like fight banter and um, says, you know, you're not going to, you're going to tell us where the kid is. And Gambit's like, wait, wait, the baby? I don't know anything <laughs> about that. But before he can even say anything, Wolverine's just like stabbing him through the chest. Yep. This really fucks him up. Uh, the, that happens off screen, but he tells him, he tells Wolverine where the baby is. Uh, so Sinister knows they've been trying to get a hold of Cable. Uh, we don't see this. It happens off panel though. Hmm. Um, because Sinister is now, you know, back in control, uh, this turns the tides. Uh, you know, uh, he fucks up Colossus. Um, everybody's beating the shit out of him. Um, Storm says like, Hey, you know, Nightcrawler, get Logan and get him out of here. You know, I will hold our retreat uh, against like all of the Marauders. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, she does a big lightning storm to try to fight everybody off. Uh, it's going to turn out. This is not enough. Um, lady Wingard and uh, a lady. I don't know who she is. One of the Marauders uh, tricks Wolverine. She throws a uh, angel at him and angel looks dead. Uh, but it turns out this is scrambler uh, under a disguise from lady mastermind uh, here. And, mm-hmm. uh, she, he scrambles Wolverine's powers, making him start growing these like pustules and shit. Awesome. His hair gets all spiky. Like he's dying of, uh, adamantium poison and everything. Re- really enjoy that. No also, good. how much yep. of a bummer would it be if you were, if you just had your dad's X-Men powers or your dad's mutant powers? Like everyone My else. Dad's mutant powers? Yeah. Like, cause I mean, if you're Lady Wingard, isn't that her, it's, it's her dad is, uh, what's his name, right? Is that the Wingard guy? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Mastermind. So, Mastermind. So like, yeah. But if your dad just had like mastermind powers and then you grew up and you had mastermind powers and you were like, you know, mastermind junior, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like it would yeah. just be the worst. Like, oh, great. Now there's a mini Cyclops on hand and I'm like, I can't help it. I was born this way. <laughs> I I, I wonder if uh, mastermind stole her identity like my dad did to my, me. <laughs> like he ran up a bunch of credit in Reagan Wingard's name. <laughs> mastermind was a real piece of shit, dude. So probably so. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. He- he seems like it. He seems like a real garbage human. Um, yeah. Before Wolverine can die, uh, Nightcrawler, uh, who is kind of the unsung hero of this entire issue, teleports in, uh, kicks Lady Mastermind in the face <laughs> in a really great thwap mm-hmm. moment, and then is able to teleport uh, Wolverine out. But not before yeah. getting shot. Yep. Uh, with a really nasty bullet. Uh, Scalp Hunter shoots him. They manage to teleport away, but he's been injured. Mm-hmm. you know uh logan's trying to get a hold of emma and he can get a hold of her but he can't uh they're in the middle of nowhere they're on the mountains uh and basically he shares with emma what he found out um you know cable uh the marauders don't have the uh the baby an x-men took her uh it's gonna be revealed at the end of the issue that's cable uh but that's why he tells her yep um and it is a coordinated assault that is happening to the x-men because at the same time uh sentinel squad one uh, start freaking out and mutating within their little cells, uh, causing the uh, the sentinels to attack the mansion. Because of course they were. Like you can't have yes. a bunch of sentinels standing outside of 
Xavier's mansion and not have it be not have it be destroyed by both of them. It's just not going to happen. Um, and it's it's so funny this era of the X Men because people kept saying that, you know, like the X Men would be like, you cannot government, you cannot put Sentinels here. Like these are hate crimes. They kill us. And they're like, these Sentinels are different. Trust us. And then they tried to make like you know Skylar and Lex and Slayton or whatever characters in their their limited series, and it was like one of the worst selling X Men comics ever. Like nobody cared about the adventures of these humans who ride around in Sentinels. Yeah, uh, and inevitably this was always going to happen. Everyone in in uh, universe called it. Um, yeah. and yeah, so it's 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 a fight between um, X Men and the Sentinels. So uh, we've got some I beams, we've got some ice. Bishop is shooting it with a gun, like our typical like X Men stuff. Uh, meanwhile. Uh, we have this iced over landscape where we see none other than Cable uh, with this baby strapped onto his chest um, as they are fleeing the scene of Alaska. And he is apparently the person, surprised that he is the, is, is the person who has grabbed this baby for reasons unknown. It's a, he's got the baby in just a normal sling. Mm-hmm. You know, say what you will about Chris Piccolo's art. He does draw the baby as a correct proportion mm-hmm. and just on his chest, as opposed to all the art- other artists who like, it looks like Cable has um, a re- an arc reactor like Iron Man, except it's a baby's head. It's like a Marilyn Manson arc reactor. Yep. <laughs> the way everyone mm-hmm. else draws them with the weird Techno Bjorn, the X-Bjorn. This is just cloth, which works fine for carrying babies. Yes. Uh, yeah, in my experience totally baby man. normal baby stuff right here yes um uh, that's it yeah yeah that's the end of the issue the next one basically continues the story right after uh uncanny and adjective adjectiveless x-men uh at this time and like many times uh in x-men history are basically just the same book just yeah. telling the same story uh interfacing uh when we go over to that one we cut right over to uh wolverine storm uh, you know, the X-Men basically running away with their tail between their legs, running away from uh, the fight with Sinister. They got their ass kicked. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, Nightcrawler is not doing great. Um, they are desperate to get home, him home to a healer. Um, also, Colossus got, I don't think we sp- called it out specifically, but he got like tapped on the head by Sinister. So he's feeling a little fucked up, but not like actually injured. Um and you know th- this is all just desperation they got they got thrown back on their ass and they don't know how to handle it yep and they cannot contact the x-men uh they're not getting a signal from emma or any of the other psychics uh storm thinks maybe cable did that uh you know and wolverine says i'm hoping that's all it is uh but i'm not that, that optimistic um we go back to this attack on the mansion uh again good good x-men a- action uh, everybody's fucked. Like ordinarily they'd be able to fight a couple sentinels, but they got totally surprised. Like it literally just, you know, surprise motherfucker bash through their door, uh, there. And they're all trying to, uh, shoot beams and try to fight back, uh, here. And we get this, uh, this fight scene, this action scene. How bad is uh, the, uh, uh, what's wrong with these fools line from Bishop here? Cause does it just like <laughs> stick out as like, like a really bad line? Like just say, like if you, it's one of the reasons I think people tell you to read your dialogue out loud, because if it, I think if Ed Brubaker had just read that out loud, he'd be like, Oh wait, no, that's not good. That's not a good line for Bishop yeah. to say. <laughs> These fools. I, uh, yeah, it's a bad line. I also hate the way that this artist draws a uh, beast. He always looks like he's wet. Like it's always post bath beast. Yeah. <laughs> like stinky beast. Um, yeah, wet dog beast. No good. Mm. Uh, all the psychics on the team have gone down. 
Yes. Uh, he's going to go try to put Emma in intensive care. He's going to run into Scott or uh, not Scott, Charles and the cuckoos and such. Everybody's fucked. Uh, but fortunately, reinforcements come in. Um, this is Thunderbird. Warpath. Warpath. God damn or it. May- he's maybe going by Thunderbird now. I think he, yeah. that was his brother. This is, he's originally Warpath. I can't remember if he changed his name to his brother's name uh, to as a tribute. I think I feel like he did at some point. Yeah. But Warpath, uh, Thunderbird's brother, uh, who is an X-Men at this point uh, and is fucking Hepzibah, Cyclops' mm-hmm. cat stepmom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, and they were in mid mid coitus or mid fooling around is the implication I think yeah yeah as they uh, he, yeah they'd got up uh, to some tail action out. you know what I'm saying just just a little tail action yeah, yeah. before the main event you know what I'm saying he's uh, I like uh, I like Warpath's sleep pants yeah his stripy circus sleep pants because it's because you like know? that's what I would wear if it was kind of chilly outside you know what I'm saying I think if I was an X Men I would wear whatever was most comfortable. In general, like there needs to be the X, like the sweatpants t-shirt X-Man in general. Yeah. Like you gotta get a movability, you know, uh, especially if you're an acrobat hero, cannot do it with, uh, with his complicated uniforms. The, uh, he's got two knives. That's his whole thing. Uh, we, <laughs> didn't, we didn't talk about this, but Messiah complex is a soft launch for the X-Force. Yes. Relaunch mm-hmm. the special ops X-Force so much so that, uh, the next issue is basically a soft launch. The next two issues is basically a soft kind of launch for the yeah. that team. It's a backdoor pilot, if you will. Backdoor um, pilot, exactly. They uh, um, so Warpath comes out, starts stabbing stuff, and then um, one of the students that I'm not very familiar with, Nazino, uh, comes out, uh, and I guess his whole deal is size changing. Uh, and Cyclops is immediately worried because he makes himself super big to hit a Sentinel, which is great. But Cyclops is kind of worried that he's going to kill himself trying to. You know, keep that that size going yeah uh he just wants to fight he just wants to help out he's like basically like we're all gonna die anyway let me help um you know hepzibah and warpath are doing like acrobatics stabbing the sentinels uh the battle is you know even at this point we go back to sinister's base uh where sinister uh, is basically saying like we made the x-men run we're running because they know where we're at but the big thing that we know is the x-men don't have the child they don't know about uh, Cable, which means that Cable's out there alone and injured. Yep. So we can we can find him. And we switch uh, over to Cable, who was wearing the uh, aforementioned nuclear reactor with magnetic straps, yep. I guess, uh, to hold the baby screaming in place as if it was a, just a tiny little crang. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, of course, the baby is screaming and they're just like running through the forest. Uh, just a quick check in before we go back to the fight at the Xavier Institute. Um, where uh dust has arrived on scene um and all of our heavy hitters are starting to wear out and uh cyclops has an idea of maybe dust being able to get inside them and see what's going on yeah and uh iceman who was sent to go pick up the kids the new x-men after they got scattered through the teleport comes in and saves the day at the last minute uh when the fight's looking bad by driving the blackbird through a sentinel love it Uh, pretty badass pretty very very cool um, the uh, new X-Men are not doing real well, but Laura's doing well. X-23, she jumps out uh, to join the fight. Uh, I feel like yeah. she wouldn't be able to do this if she hadn't got rid of those dorky little gloves that she was wearing in, in the last issue. And, I, and I, know, <laughs> I know she's actually wearing the dorky gloves. They're just drawn better, but it just really looks like she took them off, doesn't it? 
they're unstable molecules. Yeah, yeah. They can they, uh, change size depending on how dorky she's looking at an individual scene. Yeah, she went 15 miles yeah. north, so they, they grew less warm. <laughs> so that was the yeah, excuse. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, this fucked up the Blackbird. The Blackbird does a, cl- a crash landing, you know, uh, and uh, Dust is going to head in because these pilots, they know these guys. You know, like mm-hmm. th- this doesn't seem right. You yeah. know, uh, Iceman jumps up and joins the fight. Um, you know, Beast realizes super sad, wet Beast uh, realizes that all the psychics are are down. Whatever did this took out all their psychics. Yeah, he had stumbled onto the cuckoos uh, and, a little bit, a couple panels earlier. We 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 breezed over it a yeah. little bit. Uh, Nunzio or whatever the uh, new X Men who I don't really know uh, goes down and is uh, kind of implied to be dead. I don't know if he's actually dead. Uh, there. And uh, yeah, it's just fight. It, this whole issue is a fight. It's hard to describe. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's real rare that you get a fight, an issue long fight, uh, in this comic. And, and this is you good. Know? Like I, I actually think like all of the action and stuff is really fun. Like you've got and you've got classic X Men stuff with um, you know, Iceman blinding the uh, Sentinel and telling uh, Scott to like, hey, take out its legs while it's while you know it's distracted up here, um, just so we can get mm-hmm. on the ground so we can do more damage to it. Um, Team up moves. Yeah, just real classic like X Men X V Sentinel kind of stuff. Uh, and then you know this this takes it out of some of the mutants. So Iceman has to like grab X twenty three and Cyclops and get him out of the way uh, right as uh, Warpath is. Uh, going directly to the skull and just jamming this dude on the ground. It looks real yep. satisfying in this panel, by the way, just that boom kind of thing happening. It's a weird thing. It makes you on a Warpath video game, which yeah. I never would have thought, but like, you know, you get to, <laughs> I, I have problems with this X-Force team, this first incarnation of it. We'll, we'll talk about it. Uh, but Warpath comes off pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Dust gets into the, the chamber and sees uh, these are no longer the pilots. They're covered in like nano goo. Um, she manages to eject, uh, right at the last minute, uh, and warn Cyclops, like these are Sentinels, basically, uh, Sentinels, humans being made into Sentinels through nanotech, uh, there. So this is literally Sentinels riding Sentinels. Hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Like a little, a little Sentinel inside the head of a big Sentinel piloting it around. Uh, I'm into that. Good stuff, dude. I love it. It's like when, uh, the taxi cab in Who Framed Roger Rabbit gets into the car to drive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Fucked me up as a kid. Man, <laughs> I watched. Like, hold I, up. I need to do a review <laughs> of Who Framed Roger Rabbit because I watched that movie obsessively as a child and could like, it was one of the movies alongside Wayne's World that I could like literally talk along to with all the dialogue. Like both of those movies. Chapter I could, and verse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I I haven't seen it like since I was a child and I wonder, I know it holds, it's got to hold up. Like it's got to be a fun movie to watch, but man. Mm. I, I saw it maybe five years ago mm-hmm. and it was still, still real good. Uh, still a good movie. So, um, yeah, I'm kind of surprised. I, I know that Chippendale movie came out that takes the same thing. I'm kind of surprised there hasn't just been like a full reboot. I think just because of all the licensing shit, like yeah. it's all these different companies properties. I'm really, it must be, uh, way harder than anything else to do all of that combined, uh, different styles of animation uh, or live action animation, because like so few movies have attempted it. We've got like the kids one that was actually like the kids nightmare one, which was who frame brought a rabbit. Then we got the horny one, which was cool world. And then we got the sports one. And then that was like it (laughs) for so long. We didn't even get a car one. Like, and I really thought we would do the video game trifecta of like, you know, kid horny car. 
sport, but no, yeah, we it's, didn't. It's the proper order. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the Holy yeah. Trinity, the Holy Quadrology of video game console launches. Yeah. The, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I too am surprised. Yeah. God, Cool World's fucking weird. Uh, the, uh, man, that'd be a good guppy commentary. Yeah. Rack. I could, I could see that. Add that to the list. That's a real, like, um, weirdly hard movie to find, too. Like, it's, it's not like, my sister called me was like i can buy it from amazon for like 45 dollars, and i was like well definitely don't do that <laughs> i don't think that you want to do that also why do you want to watch cool world <laughs> like what is this conversation that we're having must watch cool world the uh yeah the the next thing uh me and will know what we're going to do for our commentary mm-hmm. for the next uh next thing and it is also uh hard to find okay uh there and i will tell you off air what it is sure yeah Okay. Okay. Into it. X twenty three at this point uh, fights the uh, the sentinel, the the nano sentinel mm-hmm. uh, thing, who decides to leave. <laughs> She'll be terminated in due time. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> Uggos. <laughs> Fuck man. Okay. Uh, and the uh, it's basically chaos. Like Lex twenty three collapses. Uh, Cyclops is just asking everybody what the fuck's going on. I yeah. need field reports. Everybody tell me what's happening. Yeah. Um, they Wolverine shows up after uh, their, the the sinister team comes back up um, to find Cyclops just looking at his ex wife in a little chain that he keeps. Boy, if I was mm-hmm. in Frost and I found this, I would be upset. <laughs> it's, uh, he's giving her bunny ears, which. I, I can, uh, and he has a little goatee. Do you see the little, uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's like, it's almost like he's looking at a picture of ultimate Cyclops, uh, <laughs> in every way. Like this is like a Photoshop he had made of himself. If he was cool. What's the universe number yeah. where Cyclops is the lead singer of Papa Roach? What, what, like, what's, is that That's like, right. is that six, one, seven? Is that just one universe over? Do you yeah, think? It's one over <laughs> <laughs> things have been a little bit different. <laughs> he would have just been the lead singer of Papa Roach. <laughs> yeah. The uh yeah and and Dazzler's in the band as well. Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. uh yeah. uh oh, no wait wait if Dazzler's causes... in the band then it's like their own little evanescence thing evanescence evanescence thing that they're doing right like that's what they're doing. Let's that not does become pop- evanescence. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the, uh, we're we're Evan inventing Essex? gold. Evan right Essex. Now. Evan Essex. Evan Nathan yeah. Essex. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, <clears> there's something. Um, this is uh this attack coming is what uh cycl- causes Cyclops to uh motivate the uh the x-force the blade mm-hmm. squad uh through this um wolverine's like oh do you, do you really mean to do this i didn't think you'd have the balls to pull the trigger he's like yeah we have to get the child you know no, no matter how cable is your target assemble the x-force and yeah. this is the first time we see like a big splash screen of the x-force uh did you read that comic this, this incarnation uh, of x-force i don't think i think whenever reminder took over is when i really got yes. into the x-force which might have been because this team doesn't last very long and it's not it's not my favorite incarnation either like once you get cyclops and weird angel and um those dudes on there i'm a little bit more into it because what happens with this and we're going to get into it a little bit is like the tension between james Proudstar and wolverine and it's just it really takes it away from me like they're just having this like weird moment together um or constantly having these moments of tension together and i'm like i don't i just want to watch you guys murder something like that's this is the murder book (laughs) (laughs) it's a it you can see what they're trying to do like they're this is kind of the beginning of them trying to put wolverine in the teacher role Mm -hmm. and having other characters in the wolverine role 
you know, like showing that he's grown up. Um, this comic was wretched. Uh, these, the two people like the, the new X-Men team who also took this over, like it's so grimdark nonsense, uh, this comic. And this is going to sound, make me sound like a baby, uh, to have this complaint, but every character on the team basically has the same powers. Uh, everyone just uses blades or yeah. claws. Yeah. Like, I don't think that's, a, that's not a baby complaint Wolverine, at all. Hatsuma. Like team, you know, putting your team together, man. Like that's uh we made that joke earlier of like, Oh, I need you know, I need a healer. I need a projectile person. I need a whatever. But like, that's really what makes these teams interesting when you start mixing and matching, because like the funnest part of this combat stuff is all, always them like combining their powers in weird ways. And if every single person has claws and, and can jump good and you know, that's it. Like then they're always just going to be clawing and jumping good. Like that's, that's all you're ever going to see on the page. It just made, yeah, it makes the action really boring. Like I want to care more about the characters and the dynamics and stuff, but like every character on this uses a sharp object and tracks in some way. Six of them. It's weirdly fucked up. It'd be like imagining like putting together a team of X-Men and all of them just shoot beams. You know, (laughs) it's, it's Cyclops havoc uh bishop you know like everyone who just shoots energy what if it was a chamber what if it's an all telepath team just like six telepaths on the one team like led like xavier emma the three cuckoos uh rachel um uh, you know teenage gene gray Gray and And psylocke's in there as well yeah absolutely just get all of english psylocke not yeah yeah Yeah. Uh, you know it's just it's very bizarre it's a really boring team uh, that part, it makes all of the action scenes really bland, even if the team dynamics are kind of interesting because it's Wolverine and his daughter and then Wolverine and Warpath have a kind of a cool dynamic. See, and I think, um, and I, and yeah. I, and I disagree like the Wolverine Warpath dynamic really takes away from me. Like I get, I, get, I just got annoyed by it, which we'll get into because, uh, the next issue X factor number 26, which has a cover, which is just these dudes, um, like going off to attack some stuff. Uh, we're going to deal all with those dynamics. So, what a kick in the dick to peter david like here here in your x-factor comic you just have to do the soft launch for this oh, man. edgy grimdark yeah. squad you know really gross uh, luckily that that issue uh starts off with cyclops versus professor x which i have unlimited time for always always good uh, love this yeah uh professor x is just like you know you made a, a really impulsive decision to send out the blade squad you know, I'm disappointed in you. And he's just laying this out in front of everybody. I love Mercury in the foreground being like, oh shit. <laughs> like, you can see <laughs> World Star. My two dads are <laughs> fighting. Fight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, damn. And like Cyclops calls him out on this. Like, hey, give us the room, even though they're in the rubble of the mansion. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, and th- this is, they're continuing to, you know, to have their disagreement. Like, Cyclops says it seemed like a good idea at the time you know, you trained me to be the leader of the X-Men. If I'm going to take over, you have to stop driving, you know? Is, um, is, did, that, and, did Xavier yeah. always look like, um, John Luke Picard, Patrick Stewart, or did, did they kind of just, did they do the Nick Fury thing where they kind of made him start looking like the guy that the famous dude that kept playing him? Cause like this panel is like, that's Patrick Stewart. That is not Charles Xavier. That yeah. is, that is Patrick Stewart it, in the, at the top. 
maybe in in the actual comic, Patrick Stewart came and Cyclops is also confused. Okay, cool. Like uh, <laughs> this is just the Patrick Stewart, the actor, trying uh, to convince Cyclops to let him help him. But man, can you imagine how like, how excited Beast is? He's like, you know, all of these Shakespeare plays. Oh my god, and he performed them so well from memory. This is incredible. Do you have a boyfriend? Yeah. You do. God. Damn it. It Dude. never works out for Holy Hank. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean his name is it's, Sir Ian? What does that even refer to? I don't understand. <laughs> the, uh, and this is this starts a miniseries where Beast tries to get knighted uh, in order to compete. <laughs> so, Sir Hank McCoy. It's just a constant will um, they will they won't they between Hank and Patrick. <laughs> but the will they won't they isn't like whether they'll kiss. It's whether they'll talk about, you know, Stargate. Sure. Uh, and and different, <laughs> different, different nerdy thing. shit. We'll discuss uh, uh, Thomas Elliot, T.S. Yeah. Elliot. And it's written by Neil um, Gaiman. So there's entire pages just dedicated to Shakespeare that's written in the, in the style of, yeah, it's just ac- absolute poetry. Well, just panels of nothing yeah. that's go by. Huge anyway. pages to skip. Um, or uh, Xavier is like, hey, you know, the it's a really special circumstance. The survival of a race is at stake. Two heads are better than one. Uh, Cyclops says, okay, two be- but two heads go in different directions. We can't afford that. And I love this, uh, this little bit. Professor X offers to compromise. He's like, I'll back off for now. And Cyclops is like, that's not good enough. You know, like, we're just going to keep having this fucking conversation. If you just say this and back up for now, you train me, let me do my job. Get the fuck out of here, old man. Like this is a, a real turning point. Yeah. In the relationship. Feels feels really solid and like again like looking forward to all of the avengers versus x-men stuff and the phoenix stuff that we covered um and even coming up before this like this is because this is still pre-schism um so like we're we're still gonna get the the fight between cyclops and wolverine and uh just really love seeing these like early seeds of cyclops like just i am going to be take this hard stance and protect everybody it protects my species at all costs um even if it you know turns me against my teacher and role model and quote unquote dad. Um, and he just doesn't yeah. give a fuck. Like obviously he cares, but he does not give a fuck. And I think that's a pretty significant difference. Yeah. He's, he's losing his support structures and it was set up earlier and better than it seemed, mm-hmm. you know, like this era of the X-Men and I, I haven't kept up with the modern ones. So I don't know how much it continued, but like X-Men 2000, you know, early two thousands to about 2010 was all the battle for Cyclops's soul. Like, it's all about that character and his, you know, fall from grace or his character changing. Like, it's it's very good character work, which is something that uh, comics don't always do, especially when they're written by dozens and dozens of people across many, many titles. Like, you can see the broad arc of it very well going yeah. back to this stuff. Um, We cut over to Cable running through the snow in Canada with a baby uh, that looks like it's not enjoying any of this. Um, it seems like <laughs> a baby hope- would break its spine or something on this. I feel like absolutely would break its spine, but also like the baby just doesn't seem upset. The baby legitimately seems like it has anxiety. Like it's just very like, (laughs) (laughs) like, right. The baby's nervous. The baby is not worried about like scary sounds and noises. The baby is worried that it's strapped to the chest of an insane mutant that is running through a field of gunfire. Like it seems like the baby knows too much in the frame is what I'm saying. Like it just seems like it's just way too. They just raised the baby's insurance premiums. Exactly. Like the, the baby looks like the baby's worried he's gonna have to go to a safety college um the baby got divorced before he was 25 so his uh, insurance rates went way up (laughs) what just happened yeah and it's really on her mind she's really upset the uh 
he's running. Uh, he's getting chased by Lady Deathstrike and some purifiers. Yeah. Uh, there. Uh, they knew where he was at. They teleported to him. I can't. I don't know how they found out where he was at. Uh, you know, I know how Sinister knew. Um, but I don't know how they knew. And they're gonna fight him. Well, so. if I know anything about uh, enemies and friends with claws in this comic book, it's that they can track. So I'm just going to assume that Lady yeah, Deathstrike just like smelled him from the from best tracker in this issue. Yeah, this was because she goes from like I don't remember where they took him. They took him to DC. They took Richter to DC is where all of the purifier fights were happening. So she went from DC to Alaska, I guess, on a on a hot tip to go get Cable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Before that, we get into a, a huge fight there. Though we get a phone call, or we get a <clears throat> we check in with. Um, I'm trying to remember this dude. Peepers. Uh, Siren. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, yes. Yeah, Just Peepers start with Siren. Siren. Yeah. Yeah. Love the name Peepers. Uh, Peepers. Uh, she, he's not long for this world. <laughs> he's calling X Factor uh, Investigations because he's in trouble. Uh, we're going to find out he's being chased uh, by Predator X. He's speeding down the highway. A deer hits his car. Uh, he's got gigantic eyes. He crashes and Predator X catches up with him. Yep. Uh, he's hungry. He he's hungry, Gary. He's hungry. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Predator X has hungry adventures. Uh, we skip to the future, eighty years from now, mm-hmm. where uh, Jamie Madrix and Lila Miller are. Uh, I keep forgetting that this is all one episode now. So I'm like, I was trying to do like the catch up on the last the episode. That yeah, but they just listened to it 15 minutes ago. Like nobody is listening to these three <laughs> days apart anymore. <laughs> Um, it's a uh, so yeah. They're in the future. Time's fake. They're trying to get in, into a uh, mutant relocation camp, um, and they have decided to do this by just like having Layla Miller act like she is just laying. Excuse me, laying on the ground. Mm-hmm. She's laying Miller, and uh, she's coming up as human, which she does sometimes. Uh, they're trying to scan her, uh, and this is a ambush. As uh, as these two thugs uh, from the dystopian future try to check on her, uh, Madrox ambushes them and uh, fights them off. Um, you know, beat the crap out of them. They're trying to get information, and the guys are stonewalling them. Yeah. Uh, you know, just go to hell, Muty. You know, the reason why this ha- you brought this on yourself. You know, uh, you did this. Um, we cut over to Blade Squad. Uh, Blade Squad is sneaking into the hospital in Cooperstown. In Alaska sure. to check out the scent now that uh, people have cleared out and the scents have cleared out uh, there. Um, and this is where we run into that Warpath versus uh, Wolverine stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's pretty much that uh, Warpath kind of he thinks that he doesn't necessarily have to do exactly what Wolverine says or can second guess it or, or whatever. He's just got a problem with authority. Um, and he punches out a guard, which Wolverine was like, hey, we don't really need, we don't need a lot of collateral damage. He's like, yeah, but now we have you know, one of their radios so that we have some warning if they see us. Like we have a little bit of, you know, we have, I, this was a strategic knockout and Wolverine has really no choice but to be like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. When I mentioned uh, earlier that I thought this was interesting, it's not how it's articulated. That's okay. interesting. Like, I think it's interesting to put, so like in X-Men, Giant Size X-Men, where Wolverine shows up and Thunderbird shows up, they're really similar characters. Like they're both just, you know, I don't, I don't have time for your rules and regulations, dad. Mm-hmm. And it was very, uh, they, they occupy the same space, which is part of why I think they killed Thunderbird off. I think it's interesting to put Wolverine in a situation where he has to deal with somebody who was like how he was yeah. when he was young. I, I guess I, I don't think it's dealt with that well. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, also, for whatever reason, Caliban just looks so fucking stupid in these panels. Like, I don't re- ever remember it's Caliban. I don't know what this, like, weird helmet piece that he has, like, skin helmet thing that he has going on. In the, you can see it at the bottom of the page after uh, James hands Wolverine the, the, the squawk box or the walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it just looks really dumb, that the eyebrows and the whole thing. I just... Mm. He's got the little sideburns and eyebrows. It looks like he's got Magneto's helmet under his skin. Yeah, yeah. But maybe that's also just right? his like hair that's just the same color as his skin. I don't know. It's a real shitty Caliban. <laughs> it's a real um, shitty Caliban. Yeah, so, something in a bad Caliban. Uh, they get over there, uh, you know, and, and basically Wolverine's expressing his doubts. Uh, he splits up the team. He tells Rain to uh, keep an eye on Thunderbird. Uh, or Warpath. Warpath would rather go with his girlfriend, but uh, Wolverine's splitting him up. Um, Basically, like, when the chips are down, we need to know we can depend on him. He has this relationship with Cable. Uh, That is because Cable used to uh, lead the old X-Force that Warpath was a member of. Yeah. their friends. I feel like Cable has a relationship with, like, most of the people on this team. Like, it's weird singling out Warpath, but there's probably, like, some real deep X-Force history that I I just may not know about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody, nobody has a relationship with Hepzibah, as far as I know, given that Cyclops is <laughs> stepcat. Uh, you know. Probably with Wolvesbane. Like yeah, she, she that's what I'm saying. She joined uh, yeah. X-Factor, but she was a new mutant. I, I don't so, know, man. I don't know. Um, we're going to sniff around, uh, uh, and we're, we're going to find out like through this conversation with Wolvesbane and James that... Like, it's not necessarily that he doesn't want to do what Wolverine says, but he's also, like, he wants to keep an eye out to see if he could save Cable from just, like, basic retribution. And this is one of those plots of, like, if literally just everybody talked to each other before murdering them, like, we would probably just figure it out. (laughs) Like, I'm watching watching the Umbrella Academy season three right now, um, and they do a cool thing uh, where, like, the Umbrella Academy team is introduced to, like, an alternative alternative version of the Umbrella Academy. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's, it's real neat. But they spend a lot of time just like fighting with each other, which is, you know, hey, it's an exciting like superhero show. So that's fun. Um, but if they literally just like were like, hold up, this is why we're here. <laughs> like, let me, like everybody would sit down and be like, oh, well, yeah, that makes perfect sense. Oh, like shit. we're not, we should, we're probably not going to be like super dope friends because like there's some weird other stuff. But like we could probably, we just don't have to fight in like our living room. Like, that seems cool. Yeah. Our, our immediate goals are not at odds. Yeah. You know, and it's going to turn out that that's true of cable as well. There's stuff that we're going to, we're going to find out about that, but yep. th- that's kind of the central bit of this, uh, this whole story. little silly. Um, the, uh, we cut back over to the fight with cable and the concerned baby who also looks like this baby now in his chest looks like he's watching like a sports, like he's watching a wrestling match or something or a NASCAR race and just saw somebody get in a bad crash. Yep. <laughs> this, this baby looks concerned in ways that babies never look concerned. for this Exactly. That's what, that's what I was trying to get at. Like the baby has learned yeah. some things and it's time with cable and it's like already understanding way, way, way too much. Absolutely too much. Yeah. Um, the baby who's seen beyond the veil. <laughs> the yeah. baby went to went to the wall and came back and it's so trying to convince king's landing to that the walkers are coming <laughs> uh cable and death strike fight a little bit um you know it's going fine we cut back over to the future uh where uh the guy says like mutants are responsible for being in the mutant camps uh and basically says you know you fucked up because you're talking about mutants and they monitor all of our speech they'd mentioned this before when they're in the future like nobody's even talking about mutants and that's because uh there's surveillance everywhere 
Yeah. Uh, um, that's just a page check-in, though. And then we're going to skip over to yep. S- Siren, who finds uh, the crashed vehicle that Peepers was driving with the I Break for Mutants bumper sticker showing that Pee- Peepers was an extremely corny dude. Uh, but he, yes. she also finds Peepers completely eaten except for his shoes uh and and says what could have possibly done this and of course we know it is predator x yeah none of the characters really know about predator x yet yeah they're saving that for a big fight at the end uh back at the hospital uh the cover is blown um caliban found out you know uh Basically, they figured out why they can't sense the baby uh, that's gone. He's also put on a dumb hat. Uh, I don't know if you notice he's put on a baseball cap. <laughs> Is it, it's from uh, one here. of the cops, right? It's what? Yeah, he's, like, he's just put on one of the cops' hats who he, uh, he or Hepzibah beat up. Why is it Caliban wearing a um, shirt? Everyone else is wearing a shirt. He's wearing jeans and a and a and a fucking baseball cap and a and a it's like arm gribble Caliban and, a, and an arm bracelet. <laughs> like, what are we doing, yeah. Caliban? <laughs> what is this design? What, are you some, what cancer fun run did you just come from? <laughs> like, damn it, Caliban. What twenty five k are you running? And can you get back to it, please? <laughs> I would do not wish for. I would do not wish to be a part of this yeah. anymore. Um, uh, basically their cover is blown because Caliban screamed. Yes. Uh, is the idea, you know, uh, we cut back over to Xavier and Cyclops are walking apart. Uh, Xavier walks by a framed picture of X-Force with cable leading them, you know, uh, very upset. Uh, we cut back over to cable. Um, he's losing, you know, he's, he's not doing well in the fight. He's getting stabbed. We're basically flashing back and forth between many things. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, so the fight's turning against Cable. In the future, uh, reinforcements have shown up because they talked about mutants. Um, Jamie Madrix tries to, they're going to take Jamie in, and Madrix tries to uh, protect Layla from being taken in, but Layla undercuts him and decides to get taken in anyway. Yeah. You know, because uh, she, she follows her instincts. She knows things. That's what she does. So. And that's it. Like it kind of ends in a, because, you know, we're in, we got to sell multiple comic books. It's a crossover event. So like, there's no resolution to really anything that's happening here, except for a little bit of the Scott and Charles stuff. And even then that's just like, okay, you, you have to go. Like, I'll see you later. Um, so yeah, yeah we're going to, we're going to have all of that stuff in the next issue that we're talking about. When this was coming out, it didn't feel bad because these were, since it was every, you know, is all these comics in the crossover, you basically got a new pr- chapter every week. Mm-hmm. Like it, it felt pretty good at the time. It didn't feel like it was uh, cut off. Yeah, I can see that too much. Mm. No. Uh, we start the next issue, um, which this. is a, a new X Men issue. The cover we got X twenty three and uh, Lady Death Strike fighting. Yeah, here. looks cool. Uh, Dig it. Super cool. Uh, get, get she gets her revenge um, with Cable on the ropes, holding the baby. Uh, it's no longer the baby Bjorn. Whenever uh, Chris Bacallo or uh, Humberto Ramos is drawing, they just have a baby in a in a piece of cloth. Yeah, just everyone a, else loves the baby, the Techno Bjorn. A normal, a normal swaddled baby, like he would pick up from a hospital. Yeah. Not a not a weird, not a baby in a weird X branded gadget that straps to your yeah. chest. Baby you're wearing as a shirt. Yes. Um, you know? uh, to make up for it, though, Humberto Ramos draws this baby like a fucking tadpole or something. Uh, Big old eyes. The eyes are huge. My like dude. Exaggeration. Yeah. Jesus Christ. He got, he got, he, what, he, he saw peepers in the last issue and was like, oh, I can do better. I can do better. Let me show you what, how peepers is really it's, done, my friend. It's, it's finally time to reveal peepers' origins. <laughs> like, 
is the uh what, what if the last savior for mutant kind like they named it hope but it was just mr peepers yep or whatever didn't have all of hope's powers it wasn't a phoenix you know host or anything like that it was just a guy with gigantic eyes who kind of sucks i'd be really amused uh, if it, drives if, a shitty car if like the the actual savior of the mutants was like a like a dwight schrute or a um who is the nerd on what we do in the shadows um that dude um oh guillermo oh no 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 the the, the vampire nerd the, the oh, emotional oh, uh, vampire colin robinson colin robinson yeah just having like i love a colin one of those robinson dudes x-men <laughs> right <laughs> just i mean that, that i want that I, entire cast to be x-men to be honest with you like i could take like movie and tv show combined put them all together that's the x-men team put them in the mcu sold done the uh i love the uh uh yeah that'd be fucking incredible i would love that vampire crossover where the x-men all became vampires if they all become colin robinson's yes like a weird like emotional vampire psychic vampire and just uh, start talking to you about like home ec lessons she barely remembers and like community education classes she's taking mm-hmm. you know it's like uh not to uh not to continually oversell you on the tv show uh legion but uh jermaine clement does show up in that tv show so Ooh. Um, does he play somebody i who i'd know no no um there's like uh, in that entire three seasons like there's three characters (laughs) he's not the shadow king yeah yeah. there's three characters that you know (laughs) and you instantly know who all three of them like not instantly the show reveals them to you but you you already know which three would be the primary in that story right like you already got it (laughs) yeah yeah um yeah i I gotta watch that at some point i am uh i did start watching what we do in the shadows like i'm partway through season two i'm watching with my girlfriend on the weekends so good so good fucking kicks ass when uh i think i was you and i were texting and um i was or i was about to say something on a podcast about something that happens in season one but the season one with the where all of the vampires show up and it's like Mm -hmm. it's it's you know it's fucking blade and it's the um it's what's her name from the weird tilda swinton it's tilda swinton from uh (laughs) only lovers left alive and i mean it's just so fucking good dude like that entire scene i was so fucking excited about it uh sorry everybody who's ever played a vampire is actually a vampire and they uh, is very funny they do something um really creative with that in the most recent season or maybe i, I get it mixed up but in one of the seasons coming up and uh i yeah i, I can't wait for you to experience that's so one of my favorite shows of all time it's great so it's really good i i am such a big fan of the movie like i was a little skeptical same yeah of the show mm-hmm. uh you know and starting a new tv show is difficult for me like with my attention span right now like mental health wise uh but i'm really glad i took the plunge worth extremely it. good show absolutely worth it um wolverine who's on the ropes he's right at the ledge you know he's asking uh hey death strike like what the fuck are you even doing here cable just because <laughs> no, it's a good just question uh cable right he's pretty random not wolverine or cable yeah yeah oh yeah yeah uh i was thinking of the ultimate cable um says this to uh to her and she's like oh it was uh foretold by reverend william striker uh you know to do this so this is like lady death strike being a religious fundamentalist which is uh not an arc that i am familiar with how she got here yeah me either like, <laughs> i don't remember yeah. also like imagine william striker being like a fucking prophet of anything jesus christ not yes. good yeah. it's uh bizarre it's it's all new x-men pl- like pet themes William Stryker is a big enemy in this run, uh, for some reason. Uh, the Blade Squad show up at the last minute here to rescue Cable. Yep. Uh, that's They're trying to get Cable, but they, you know, it's another big three-way fight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and we cut over back into the future. 
uh, where mm-hmm. Rachel, and, excuse me, not Rachel, where Jamie Madrix and uh, Leela Miller are being led inside the concentration camp finally, um, only to get thonked on the head when they start talking a whole lot. So these guys, they mean business, Gary. They're thonking them on the head. Yeah. We're not going to find out exactly what's happening, but they're going to get something like they haven't found any mutants and they're about to get processed, yeah. which that can't be good. Yeah. You, know. um, you know, they're fighting, blah, blah, bloop. Uh, Wolverine tells Hepzibah, uh to go get Cable. You know, uh, don't just do this fight. Go actually rescue the, the target of this. Uh, but Cable takes this opportunity to kind of run away. Um, we get a little bit of, you know, like not got character development, but uh, Rain versus the Purifiers. Uh, she's a religious character. She's a Catholic character. She's always been. Uh, and she is calling them out for, you know, using religious imagery, but being shithead monsters. Yep. You know, uh, they're going to keep checking in on that scene of her just saying the same things over and over. Uh, it is a bummer bit of like, it's good character development. It makes sense for her to be upset about this. Yeah. But it is a frustrating, uh, it's a frustrating thing in terms of just repetition. Yeah. Yeah. You know? We get it. We, we understand just like, yeah. we don't have to hammer it home every time we see her. Um, the next page is Wolverine v. Deathstrike. Uh, Deathstrike comes out swinging and starts slashing at him. Uh, and there's a little bit of their like banter about, you know, I don't have time for history or you're still pissed at me, like whatever. But I know someone who's really pissed off at you. And the, here is X-23. And you can tell she's mad, Gary, because and she can tell she's, she's in a cold area because those gloves came back up. They're, they they expanded big. again. Uh, and it's time they, they for got, like, little articulation points. They, they look like, uh, the centipedes that the X-Men maggot has. Sure. Yeah. Like the three little nodes that they have. They're such shitty gloves. What a horrible costume. It's really not good. Um, yeah. but X 23 versus death strike is a, is a fight I can get behind and they start slashing at one another. Yeah. It's still too many blades for my yeah, taste. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're just like the X-Men at this point has just basically become about knives. You know, and I don't think knives are that cool, but uh, they do actually do have earned personal history. And I, I do like, I feel like uh, if this was the only blade fight, uh, it would be, it would stick out a lot more as being really fun. Um, but yeah, we only get like a page of this and we have to go check in on everybody's favorite uh, four-legged creature, uh, Predator X, who is just thinking about his hunger, thinking about, thinking about hunger. Hun- yeah. This this uh this crossover about every other issue we cut over to a one page subplot about Predator X being hungry and it's like the dumbest shit. Um, I just don't it the it's the idea is they're building it up like they're foreshadowing it, mm-hmm. but boy is it a letdown. Like this shitty adamantium, uh, you know, returnal enemy beast. Um, yeah, this sucks. And we uh, j- jump over to the Xavier Institute where there's uh, piles of smoking Sentinel parts outside. Uh, but Beast has finally managed to kind of get every, every, all of the wounded, um, you know, basically stable. Uh, and all he's really doing is trying to keep them all alive until Elixir wakes up so that Elixir can presumably heal all of them at one time and, you know, not have any problems with that. We get this development here with Emma Frost and Surge that I find very frustrating. Okay. Uh, Surge says, this is all my fault. You know, I went out when I wasn't ready. Uh, and because of me, Julian is, and she's about to say she's hurt. And then our frost cuts her off and says is alive. If you had stayed here, you might've died from the Sentinels. That is not a good point. Um, that is not a good reason for them to go off to fight the purifiers on their own. <laughs> uh, fuck up Emma's connection to Mr. Sinister, make the other X-Men team lose, you know, basically 
be the cause of Nightcrawler and Colossus getting fucked up really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, this doesn't make any fucking sense. It's also for Emma Frost to let her off the hook for this. Completely kind of against uh, what Cyclops wanted them to do. And I, I don't expect Emma to, like, toe the party line and every single thing. But especially when it's Cyclops is making sense and being like, we're going to hold these school children back for now until we're, we really need them to go out um, and then violating those orders. She'd be more concerned about that, like being the the more harsh disciplinarian of like, we had, you guys had basic, you had orders to stay home. That's what I wanted you to do. So like this, this like, oh, you, you, honey, you're fine. Don't worry. It was, was really weird to me as well. It's fucking weird. Mm-hmm. Like it, it was so, so obviously a catastrophic move for them to do this. And they got nothing. The only thing they found out was that the purifiers don't have the baby which wolverine was finding out at the same time yeah you know they they traded all these injuries for jack shit and this is bad writing like i I do not like this writing team i know i haven't made a secret of that this is the kind of shit i'm talking about it's not just the edgelordism and being way too free with just killing people uh and the dodgy art it's also shit like this Mm -hmm. um you know this sucks uh Emma Frost comes, you know, the rest of the X-Men who are still up and about are all kind of getting together and Cyclops starts, uh, you know, Emma Frost has joined them. Cyclops is briefing everybody, uh, on what's going on. Like basically the Marauders are out there. The purifiers are, purifiers are out there. Keeble's trying to take the baby. We're going to go try to cover him, you know, as soon as he gets the baby or Wolverine's going to grab the baby from Keeble rather. Um, let's go do it. Yep. Uh, um, Emma Frost uh, really likes it when Cyclops takes charge and says that to him in front of the entire room, which is probably not uncomfortable mm-hmm. for anybody at all. <laughs> yeah, my knees are all weak. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. just got to bend me right over the fucking X wing uh, right now. That they fixed really quick. Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, you know, Xavier, Xavier's money. Who cares? Buy two. Yeah. Who cares? He's at the very least like Cyclops just said, "Leave your credit card." <laughs> uh, when he kicked him out of the X-Men the, uh, a little while ago. Um, um, we cut back over to X-23 and Lady Deathstrike. Yep. Yeah. And at first, this looks like it's not going well for X-23. Like, she's kind of got the... She's just extremely bloodying uh, X-23 and, and yelling at him, like yelling at her the entire time of, like, your arrogance is going to cost your life. You're not even trying to fight back. I'm ripping you apart. Uh, but of course, it's all a trick. Um, and Deathstrike... Exposes her arm, which allows uh, X-23's foot claws, which is a thing I, despite loving the movie Logan, always forget about X-23 is that she has a little foot claw down there. Um, mm. uh, which, I mean, I haven't been to WikiFeet in a long time. Do you think they've got a rating for foot claws on the WikiFeet? Uh, probably. There's probably a tag. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, there's that Spider-Man villain Tarantula. He has little foot claws. Okay. So, so there's there's, there's a, a group. I mean, there's, a, there's a, you know, a small but vocal group <laughs> on the WikiFeet. <laughs> Um, the uh it's a powerful voting block <laughs> this this uh again when i talk about these guys being shitty writers this also bugs me because it doesn't make any sense like so x23 is just letting herself get beat up you know and uh death strikes oh you're not fighting like do you even hear me and she's like i wasn't fighting i was listening so that implies that like death strike dropped some piece of information there uh she didn't there's nothing she listened to she was just declaring her name and her titles and saying like anime threats Mm -hmm. at her like what was the point of stopping and listening to her you know her arm was not more exposed like her getting kicked like that like her arm was exposed in all the panels previous as well it's just her arm yeah you know i don't i don't like this no i'm listening bit because it's that you would do that if they were like that's what uh black widow does 
in the movies, mm-hmm. you know, when she does the thing where she escapes, she gets captured on purpose. Um, that's not what's happening here though, but it, the dialogue suggests it is, uh, frustrating to me. Yeah. Uh, more Wolfsbane versus the, the Reavers or the purifiers where she's just yelling at them a whole lot, kicking them, um, uh, and that murdering them basically. Uh, cause that's what yeah. the X-Force do. Uh, meanwhile, Caliban, Hetzibah, and uh james are on their way to cable um and 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 trying to catch up when uh one of the purifiers takes aim at james and caliban jumps through uh (laughs) and the most like i haven't seen the cat why does caliban look like this i feel like in the like uncanny x-men of yore like when they were when I just felt like he did not did not look anything like this. So um, he, there's a big version that looks the same, but he's muscular. Uh, when he was like one of the horsemen of Apocalypse, and that looks more appropriate. This is he's just too skinny, and he's wearing cargo pants. Like they didn't give him a costume. They just he has to buy it from fucking Ross dress for for less. Was he on like a pub crawl? You know, like like it, where did they pick him up from? <laughs> what is yeah, he doing? It's, and why him? You know why he dives and he doesn't. Uh, he's implied to be dead. I mean, he's probably going to come back because this is new X-Men, but uh warpath heals fast. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I don't know why he would dive in front of these bullets. It, also, it's really under motivated. You, you mentioned him being scrawny. Like, I feel like the bullets would have gone just straight through him. <laughs> like, I don't think the bullets would have stayed yeah. in his body. Like, I don't know what, what ammo the purifiers are using, but like this dude, like is about the size of a piece of paper, like a muscle, kind of a muscled up piece of paper. And like, it, I feel like the bullets would have just gone straight through. It's a big machine gun. It's not like he's firing like a 22 sideways, mm-hmm. you know, a nine millimeter, you know, I'm in sideways. Uh, this causes Warpath to get distracted. So if the whole idea of Caliban sacrificing himself was so Warpath could keep his eyes on the prize and keep fighting Cable, whoops, that isn't what happened. <laughs> uh, he, he did, he hurt the cause, uh, you know, because Warpath is like, oh, buddy, don't do this. Don't die. You know etc uh disobeying wolverine's orders wolverine says stay on cable uh and he won't do it because he just loves caliban that much we go back over to um, uh death strike and x23 uh x23 doing something that wolverine hasn't been able to do in like 40 years which is disable uh, oliver's uh, all of lady death strike cybernetics and her overcome her healing power um so that she's just going to die in the snow uh and then ends this fight with you were dead the second you touched julian um i'm kind of with you i think this fight is Uh, cool i think like in context it's just kind of like when my two action figures are fighting i'm having a good time but like if you think about it really too hard at all it just kind of falls apart it yeah it's the the right it's the plotting that's bad it's not the fighting or the matchup you know the character these two characters are properly motivated it's just the scenario is kind of stupid yeah um yeah uh we cut wolverine starts chasing cable i don't know why he didn't do that in the first place why we had to have warpath go do it uh for a second um cable is it's really confusing what's happening here uh cable's leading him somewhere and he's like why would you take me this way and then the next page uh a a blackwing an x-jet flies by uh here and the implication is i think that cable's on it yes Mm -hmm. like cable had a a blackbird like stashed over here Mm mm-hmm but he comes from behind Wolverine uh, at this point and we don't see him get in there or where it would be. It's just weird. Like for a last page of the, the comic. Oh, I'm sorry. I just got this because Wolverine says he's backtracking the way we, the way we came. 
So he goes, oh, he, he, pulls, he, their he pulls away, he pulls the entire team away from the plane that they used to get here and then sneaks and steals it. Um, gotcha. Yeah, that makes much more and more gotcha, sense. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I was, I thought it was when he said the way we came, I assumed like they had gone in a straight line away from the fight and then like cable was doubling Me back. Too. Uh, so th- yeah, I didn't get it at all either until just now. So, uh, that's the cracking criticism you come to days of future cast for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a sloppy fucking issue. Yeah. I don't, do not like these writers. Um, like the stuff that happened, like, I'm into the action. I really like the idea of this like condensed 12 part crossover. That's lots of, you know, all chorus, you know, the X-Men and I like the X-Men being kind of fucked. Like they're not doing good, good here. You know, they're behind the eight ball. They're always one step behind. I think it's an interesting place to put them. I just don't like these writers and I I don't like how they choose to deal with these characters. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Uh, the major problem. Uh, I'll, I'll be excited to get a little bit more in depth because like, the lead up to this stuff where everything ends with a question of like, why would an X-Men be doing this? And why is predator X? And like that stuff is good and it can be fun. I just, I want it to be, I want to, I want, I want to know the plot. I want to know what's going on. Yeah. Um, and we know, we, yep. we obviously already know a lot of this stuff because it's, this is all in the past. So yeah, this is a 15 year old comic. Um, yeah. And we're going to find out in the next issue. This is a short crossover. So it's going to be three, uh, three episodes of this show. Mm hmm. Um, um, I don't think so. We'll probably do, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to details later. We'll do the next four and the next uh and the next episode. But that's that's really about it. I'm enjoying reading this. I had a good time reading this up before we did Avengers versus X Men. I think it adds a lot to AVX. So it's fun. It's fun to go back and reread it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it too. I like this uh, crossover. It's very uh, economical, you know. Uh, and I I really like uh that the the seeds for Cyclops is like inner battle were sown a lot earlier than maybe I thought, mm-hmm. you know, good issue. Yeah. It's fun um, stuff. We have not figured out exactly what we're doing after this. We hinted at maybe doing another MCU check-in, all that stuff. Uh, we'll announce it. Yep. We're, we are focusing yeah. on the Messiah complex for right now. Uh, and then we will, we will yes. come up with something cool and good to do after this. We promise. Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, Patreon.com slash duck TV. Yeah. Ratings or reviews. All those things are very useful appreciate it tell your friends about uh, the show we really i mean that's probably about the only way to grow podcasts nowadays is to literally like take it to a friend's house i was listening to a podcast the other day um with a rapper um what two rappers one was interviewing um a guy named mers uh and he was talking about like you know hey you, you do a lot with the with youth like what does it take for like a, a young person if they wanted to blow up right now like what would you recommend and he's like dude i have no shame he goes, if I go to a family reunion, I take all of my cousin's phones and I make them follow me on Spotify. They'll never notice it. <laughs> They'll never pay attention to it. I tell them to leave me five stars. They won't care. They'll never remember it happening. You know, but they, I, but doing that, like I just, it just grows you just a little bit, but I make sure every single person in my family, like I go through, I grab all of their phones and I'm like, God, that just seems so fucking exhausting. <laughs> like, I, I don't want that to happen at all. What if they accidentally listen yeah. to anything? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to, uh, to do that work. I don't like telling people, even if I run into somebody who I think would be really interested, I don't like telling people about, like, I, like I'll be out and somebody will be like, Hey man, uh, what are you podcast about? I'm like video games. Yep. I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I like video games. And I, that would be an, a prime opportunity to try to get somebody in the show. And I, I very rarely take it. Yeah. I'm just like, Oh, cool. Me too. I've told you about the two the <laughs> yeah. the two times that I've told people in public in like real life that I'll do a supernatural podcast, right? The two times that that's happened. 
tell me one third the bartender we were talking to he was a friend of ours we knew pretty well like i'm friends with her on facebook literally just looked at me goes are you a 14 year old girl (laughs) 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 which didn't feel super good uh and then the second time me and autumn were in new orleans for a mardi gras trip uh and we had wrapped up and so we were sitting at this bar of a oyster place that we like um i think you and i actually went there if i remember right we may not have it who knows Hmm. but uh we're sitting there and there's these like old couple are these two older ladies next to us and they're getting like new orleans drunk and giggly and having a good time i don't remember how supernatural gets brought up at the table or whatever autumn mentions like oh yeah he has a supernatural podcast and one of these old ladies you could tell this is the most scandalous thing that she's ever heard of starts talking about in detail how she saw uh one of the actors uh, a leaked video of him masturbating uh with like full dick out or something and like keep in mind we're we're at mardi gras but she's talking like we're we're at a table <laughs> there are yeah, there are, yeah. we're, we're not even we're at an oyster bar like we are all sitting around a place where they are shucking oysters in front of us there's a crowd around us and she is just like loudly like screeching about how funny and or, or whatever and i'm just like trying to hide my head like, i don't want to be a part of this conversation at all i don't want to talk, talk about some stranger's dick at the fucking oyster bar in new orleans yeah horrifying horrifying yeah. so very public yeah oh you yeah know, and also yeah. just being like oh you, you know those guys what about their dicks yeah yeah <laughs> Like I have <laughs> literally no idea what I'm supposed to be saying to this right now. I have no clue. Like I'm, yeah. I'm very, very confused. Uh, so now what do you podcast about? Oh, like video games and stuff like TV shows. No big deal. <laughs> so don't go look it up. please. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. 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 So uh, I um, guess what I'm saying yeah. to, to finish that off, if you go to your family reunion, grab your cousin's phone, subscribe to today's future cast and then hand them your phone back and then have a good day. You best. Yeah. Uh, that would be awesome. Uh, see you, see you next time. Everybody take care. Be safe. Bye everybody.